Here. I know what time it is. Oh, I can feel it. Let's go in. Time for some breathing. What up? What's happening? Welcome back, y'all. It's Bridging the Gap Conscious and Breathing Podcast. You know what it is. I am LT. One time for your mind, forever for the culture. Let's go. Holla at them. W double O. You know how it ends. It's wood. 804 stand up. RBA stand up. It's still Black History Month, people. Let's go. And we're getting some positive things done this year. Look at that. Look at us. We grown, grown. What up, what up? It's your boy Dutch. Great bit of bandit. Bungalow get low. Eastlander representative. Right. I feel it. I feel this one. I'm feeling good. About to drop 50. Got <laughs> an all-star game. You, you, might get, you might get a garden right now. <laughs> What's hey. up though? How y'all feel, man? How many days has, has it been since we've been in Rome? Because I feel like so much done went on. I so it's much. Been about two weeks. It's been about yeah. two weeks. We had to take a love break. We had to take that Valentine's Day break. Somebody yeah. wanted to travel the world and and and, and do big things. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Had another dude and then tag me while he cupcaking hard as a mug. Yeah, he put in that work. And he tried to take your name, he shut bro. Me down, he's, bro. He's, he can't yeah. get a spot, bro. He can't get a spot. See, the name of this thing is we're bridging the gap. And this this young one right here, <laughs> one of his his monikers is Black Love, and it, he earned the name. Shout out Kiki Johnson. He he didn't earn that name. So when this Valentine's Day came, I, I had to bridge the gap. <laughs> <laughs> I had to bridge the gap, and I I, I had to flex a little bit. And I had to call him out like, "Hey, what you gonna do?" Sure, <laughs> the the old dog can learn the new tricks sometimes. <laughs> but shout out to him for making me better. Uh, that's all right, man. That's right. Definitely dope. It was love. I had to show my wife because I was like, yo, he he on it, yo. <laughs> I was like, he on it, bro. So I ain't even mad at it. Wait, I told y'all. The reason he didn't respond is because you don't get Wi-Fi when you at the Winfrey house. <laughs> yeah, Oprah house. You don't get no Wi-Fi. She take phones at the door. He ain't even responding to your shit for two days later. See, I think that's like, what ah. the bridge of the gap was. Is that I, I responded on Instagram and he he initially shouted me out on Facebook. Uh, so I think it got lost in translation. Because uh, the people that we know mutually was like, yeah, I, I didn't see it. No. Black, love, <laughs> Black love celebrating Valentine's Day is like Mom Luther King celebrating uh, Black History Month. <laughs> <laughs> a, I am Black History Month. He is Valentine's Day. He, that's, that's a Tuesday on the goddamn <laughs> On the June for him. That's crazy. That's Tuesday. That's crazy. That's Tuesday. June 14th for you. Yeah, I mean, I mean. That's, that's any day for him. Since y'all, since y'all telling it, date night was actually Wednesday. <laughs> and it was a grand one. It was a good one. Hey. Hey. You got to show him you love him. You know, you know what? what? But we, we, we ain't been here in a while. Oh, we got so much going on. And we going Try to condense everything down into an episode because we got so much. We got some. We got some segments. We got some questions. And before we get into all that, let's let's get into some news. A little bit of news. Okay. Just to see, you know, what y'all think about it. Now, this is a story that I think we all heard a little bit together. Then I um, 
trying to dive into the details a little bit just to okay. see our reaction on it. All right. All right. So in Utah, in Utah, a 27-year-old man, let me try to pull up the story. In Utah, a 27-year-old man was in, in a drive-through of a McDonald's. Mm-hmm. Had an altercation because he got the wrong food. Brandished a weapon, and eventually the police came. When the police came, he didn't want to get out the car. So eventually, as they got him out the car, he had his four-year-old and the three-year-old in the back seat. He encouraged his four-year-old to get the gun which the four-year-old did, pointed it at the police officer. And as the police officer went to knock the gun out of his hand, it went off and it did strike the officer and grazed him. Hmm. But he, you know, he knocked the gun out of the kid's hand. Wow. So now he's being charged with a, a felony for like um, child endangerment and all that stuff. But where are we at as a society when you're encouraging your, like first of all, we're trying to teach our kids not to go against the police. Like, you know, comply. Right. Live, and then we'll fight it another way. But where are you at to tell your, your four-year-old child to grab the gun and shoot the police officer? Uh, hold on. Let me, let me chime in a little bit. First of all, not all of us are trying to teach our kids to comply. Um, I, unfortunately, I had the... the uh, gift, I guess. Scared my life one day. I'm on my way to work. I stopped at a store. And while I'm in the store, it's a young black man. It, the store is filled. It's a corner store. So picture that. I mean, it's a black dude that's in here. He's going off. And mind you, I call my order in. All I got to do is walk in, grab my shit, and pay for it. That's it. I'm dying. Two minutes in and out. Nothing. But it's a dude going off. And it's, the store is packed. And he's like, fuck that shit. And he turns to the people who are in the store and says, y'all think y'all the only people that got guns? We all strapped in here. Mm. So y'all can go ahead with that sh- brushing me off. I paid for something. I want it. Why is he making everybody else order instead of mine? I've been here before everybody was in here. And I'm still waiting on my order. Everybody else has came and left, and now it's a new group of people in here. And then it's me. I walk into hearing that. I'm like, shit. <clears throat> he really gonna be mad when I just pointed my order that they already made. <laughs> 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 sitting right there. <laughs> and I'm just like, that's me to call in, let's go. And pay for my shit, get out. Oh, he really, he gonna snap off. So not everybody's thinking comply. Because he said, the police were sitting, by the way. Well, the police not, were sitting in the parking well, lot. Well, still complying mm-hmm. with that's not complying with your clerk. The police were sitting in the pocket. But the police was not in there. And they weren't in there. And he didn't give a fuck if the police were in there. He yeah. said specifically, no, you said that's fuck okay. them police in the pocket. I'm going yeah. fuck. I think that the general yeah. census is that we're educating our children after these Since epidemics of, of black people. Um, we can only speak for us. Yeah, being killed by the police and shot Absolutely. by the police. We're, we're educating our children on Hurts. how to how to carry themselves when it comes to the police. It, it, the general consensus is you want to do things that are lawful so yes. that you are never in a position to right. be even around. Right, exactly. So there's no excuse. Condone. 
So there's no excuse, right, for yeah. for there to be. I don't condone telling a four year old to pick up a gun. And, and, and we're, so we're not even saying that's just dumb. That's the dumbest thing you can ever do in life. When you stop as a black man, and when you're told to do something, I'm not saying to comply because they're right. Because oftentimes we see they're not right. Mm-hmm. We're saying comply so you can survive. And especially as our kids, like that's what we're teaching, like survive first, and then let's try to deal with I think that's part of what's my, going on. Respect. I think that's part of my struggle is one of my things is I, I hate the, the term Afro-American. Native term, Spanish American, Native American. The only people who should be either you're American or you're not. And that's part of the divide that we have in this country is we put a preface on being American. If you're outside this country, guess what you are? You're not African American if you're outside this country. Outside this country, you are American. It is what it is. That's what you are. So I think that's part of it. That's not the full thing. There's a lot of undertones, but that's part of it to separate the Americans, because Americans should be one thing. Now, mind you, some have, as a people, yes, we've suffered a lot more than anybody else, except maybe Native Americans. They have a bit of this too, because they're Native, this is their shit. Y'all, y'all came over here, we ain't invite y'all, and we have a, our, our thing that we can say is we didn't come over here we were brought over here mm-hmm. so going back the compliant thing a lot of people aren't raising their kids to comply because as an american i should be able to react regardless of my skin color regardless of my past regardless of whatever put the blindfold on justice is justice <clears throat> if you're going to pull over somebody for speeding for the moment for speeding, there's no reason for them to lose their life, whether they're white, black, Asian, or Hispanic. Whether they're African American, Native Americans, Hispanic American, whatever. Uh, the issue here is I feel like it's the power structure and how to deal with the power structure in real time. Yeah. If, if your daughter teacher at eight or nine tells her to sit down and shut up, are you going to tell your child to stand up and say, no, you shut up, bitch? Or are you no, going to tell them no, to do no, what she no. say and come back and let me and, know? And how let me? Sorry. Yeah, that's, that's, that's the thing. With I the, have the whole story back now. That's yeah. what we, we're teaching our kids yeah. to comply. So, and then we'll deal with it later. Because I'd rather deal with the repercussions of this officer treated you wrong, and we're going to fight it rather than this officer shot you and killed you. Yeah. Because yeah. there's no bringing no back. back. So that's why we say, you know, I'm saying the teacher comply. But this is on a whole nother scale. This is the yeah. whole far left of it. Yeah, absolutely. Like you're telling, I wouldn't even tell my four year old to pick up a gun and shoot a dude who's bullet, like who, who just hit me in my face. Mm-hmm. Right. Because mm-hmm. that's not that child's place. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, so for this story, this story is egregious just to be like, not only are you telling your child to pick up a gun, now you're telling, you're talking to shoot a police officer. Yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of crazy. There's so many things wrong with it, right? Mm-hmm. Because now you're one, exactly. you're, you're taking your child's innocence, right? The fact that you put that type of impact on a child that's four years old is alarming, right? And it sounds like that you need to go back to the parenting book to begin with. Mm-hmm. Um, not to mention that you know they're going to have to deal with the trauma 
or mental health or whatever comes from that situation to begin with. And uh, and to play devil's advocate, let's say that child picks up a gun, pulls a sugar, officer shoots him three times. Right. Then what? The officer's life was in danger. It definitely Absolutely. is. Absolutely. But it was a four-year-old. Right. Now, if you shoot a four-year-old, can you imagine a blowback right. that's going to come against that officer right. that got a wife and kids of his own to raise? If you take all those charges, right. you was going to charge him and put it on the parent. To right. me. That, that to, just to me, I just want to put that story out there. Like, that shit is crazy. Yeah, that's, that's ridiculous. Absolutely nuts. Absolutely nuts. Yeah, yeah, that's that's just, okay. I just wanted to, you know, some people don't so, like that. That one, the eleven o'clock news. Some yeah. people I ain't heard of it. I wanted right. to put that on this for people to hear. It's right. But uh, let's get to some. Let's get to some segments. Let's get to some. Let's get. Let's get it, man. I got a couple segments. Let's right. go with uh, the king. Let's do. <laughs> let's do uh, some word association. Okay. Y'all y'all okay. down with that? Yeah. You ain't got to keep it a one-word answers. But, but <laughs> I, I was just about to say, so, <laughs> so I word, our wordsmith had no plans. I'm going to tell you what. Some of the comments we begin, right, you will detail a story. I mean, to the Fuck bringing us in the room. We are sitting in your seat when you tell the story. Yeah. You tell the details. You when you say dive into the details, that's me. Yeah. <laughs> hey, look, you like, you'll walk an audio book, bro. Yeah, uh, like the story. But look, let's get to the segment. Let's, 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 let's get this one. Let's get this one. So word association. Word associations. Same uh, time, same time, or one at a time. You go one by one. I'm gonna, I'm gonna put it out for y'all. I want to hear y'all. Right. Uh, first, Joe Rogan. Do y'all know the story? Podcaster, use UFC the, um, guy. Yeah, mm-hmm. use the use the N word a lot Lots more. Lots of times. A lot more than doesn't really talk about a lot of politics. There's most of its highlights are politics, but I had well, to uh, the, like the stuff you see now is coming out. I mean, we're podcasters, so we've done twelve episodes. He's done. Hundreds. hundreds. On a bit like on a bit scale. Bits on a big, big scale. But he was also the guy that did, what's the show where you eat the nasty shit? Mm-hmm. You eat the mm-hmm. stuff. Uh, fear factor. Fear factor. So he was like, so know about me, Joe? Yeah. <laughs> so he was smoke box. <laughs> yeah, he's a, he was the host of Fear Factor. He's very yeah. big in the UFC with the SNL. So, and they did a montage of the number of times she said nigger. It's a like, hard ER. Sometimes. Hard ER. But uh, as a white man, what, what do you feel? Joe Rogan, the word that comes to mind is viral for me, right? And the reason why is because he knows how to go viral. That's the one thing that's consistent with his platform, right? Whether it's Fear Factor, whether it's the Joe Rogan podcast. UFC. UFC. He knows how to blow up. And I think... Joe, that was strategic? He knew what he was doing? Oh, I, absolutely. I think I knew, I knew he was doing because... You bring Joe Rogan in this room right here, I guarantee you he doesn't say nigger with the ER. And if so, then he... Or the A. Or the A. At all. Right. See what I'm saying? Right. His, his response... Saying under brother. Yeah. Yeah, straight <laughs> his, up. His response was that, you know, he was using it in terms he was always, like, paraphrasing or saying it in the way it was said. Right. 
But that was his response. Right. And he did a, a sincere apology, but does that make it right? Listen. Like, should you know, as a white person, again, it don't matter. You should You, you bring him in here right now. He wouldn't do it. And I bet you he would see an octagon. He would know that we fighting on site. You say you say the N word. I don't care in what in in what way you say it. What does NWA stand? Glove up. (laughs) Wait 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 wait. What is it? A song called Wedding Paris? The Jay Z and Kanye Joe. I'm gonna be a king fighter. Say it, Joe. Nah, Joe Joe won't give me a contract in UFC. (laughs) Mine is sludge. That's the first one. I think it, he knows how to make a splash. He knows how to keep himself in the media attention. We've had a president that do the exact same thing. Media attention is a big thing. If you can get clicks, if you can get likes, if you can get people to follow followers, if you can get any of that, then yeah, you stay relevant. Know who's not relevant? The the person, the people who are not relevant are the workers. But if I say Joe Rogan is showing up tomorrow in Richmond at the Arthur Ashe Center, but if you need, it'll be a crowd there. He knows how to make a splash. He's going to keep his name and, and splash. Uh, second word association. Kamala Harris. Kamala Harris. Mm-hmm. However you want to pronounce it. Say it Respect to the vice president. Hey, Kamala. Um, trailblazer, pioneer. I feel like she's she's a person who, I mean, we call it what it is. She is the first African American vice president. You, yeah. you still, Female. you still feel Female. like flash forward. What I mean, it must have been six months when mm-hmm. she's been completely absent. Yeah, she's been that, that not made her a focal point at all. But I think, I think the way that she respects politics, she may want it that way because. The thing is, if she's making change, right? If she's really doing her day-to-day duties and making change as a vice president, which vice president have you known to always be in the spotlight? They usually aren't. Biden made a splash when he was with. He was, he was okay, with. but he wasn't. No, he was wasn't. Obama. Yeah. That splash was a ripple. It was a ripple. It was Obama was a wave. He was a ripple. So that makes Kamala a steel pond. She she's not in the spot, and and this is their waters run deep. This is what I said. And it might be she might be, she might very deep. well be the brains behind it. But this is my thinking: your platform, a good portion of your voters, came off the fact that Kamala was running with you. You want a lot of the black vote. Mm-hmm. Them turn states, them them was because of Kamala. But now, once you become president, we. Where's she at? I don't need to see her. But that's the and that's the thing. What about what about before he announced her as his runmate, right? She's done so much work in the community, but people didn't know yet. You see what I'm saying? A lot of people who so voted for her didn't, didn't know yet. Beforehand, why now as the vice president they keep because you're why doing, you like a sign? Because you no, you're doing what you were doing before. I'm right? Sorry. Again, <laughs> people <laughs> he just called he just called our VP the side chick, right? <laughs> Shout out to our sponsors. <laughs> but no, that's what I feel like. You're yeah. just shooting them like the side. You're no. like, yo, let her come out, man. That's no, side no, chick. No, bro. Hey, bro. No. You have to. It, this way confuses the heck out of me, people. Listen. Because 
I don't, I'm not always out there because I'm not out there anymore because I'm not as vocal. Doesn't mean I'm not doing my job. Oftentimes people, people uh, praise the activity or the, the reward and not the hard work. People praise, you see a person walking around, what's the saying at work? Uh, if you look active, people won't ask you what you're doing. If you walk, if you often always walk around, always moving, always doing something, looking like you're doing something, people won't, won't be like, well, hey, come here real quick, what are you doing? Because what you're doing is nothing. In her case, if I need you to go settle this, I don't need to have you at the press conference no. to tell you I'm going to, I'm sending Kamala over here to figure this out. No. You, I, I don't need to do that. I, I just need to say, Kamala, go fix that. I I understand that. But if you Kamala. want your platform, Kamala, my apologies. If you want your, if you want your position, mm -hmm. part of that was often putting her in the forefront. Mm -hmm. Once you're in the forefront, why is she now completely in the background? Like not even a hint. I mean, especially with what's going on. Right, like what's going on right now. I think it's a, a lot of times if that's not your specialty, it may be better that you not in the in the. We're talking about a week though. This is a huh? week. This this week is a whole lot of shit going on. Right. But before this week, right. All that time. But, but even so, I mean, she's 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 a community person. So I feel like it's different when you're the president, right? Because it comes with the job. With the VP. It doesn't necessarily come with the job, which is a perk, because especially in today's time, right, where groundswell of media, you know how, what, like my man Drake says, the fourth label, the fourth level of jealousy is called media. That they use that, they'll use anything they can get just to downplay what you are doing. The Speaker of the House of the last presidency in the first six months has gotten more shine than the. Are you talking about Nancy Pelosi? Nancy Pelosi, Mike Pence. She's been the speaker forever, though. That, that's the thing. Mike Pence, like everybody from the previous presidency has gotten more shine than Kamala than got this presidency. Kamala, and um, I don't care about shine. Can we stop worrying about shine? And we have, we have, but if you want to put her face up there, why wouldn't you? But what is your shine attached to? That's the thing. Yeah, is it shine? Right. Because that's going to be in the that's going to be in the perspective of the person looking. And that's what I'm saying. All these people who are looking, if you put her face up there a million times, that doesn't mean she, that doesn't make it good, right? Exactly. It's only who's looking at it who depends. And because you you look at her as a good person, you want to see more of her. So you feel so both of y'all stance that her stance, like where she's at right now, she's in a good spot. I feel like ten, I, you won't be able to tell. Give ten to twenty years will tell what she did as a vice president. Just like being a president, you don't really know now. You can you can put your face on the news every day, like my man did in the last presidency. Does that mean he made his mark more than the other presidents before? Hell because no, it doesn't. Not at all. The president before he the came president, into it. The president with, before with was did he win off the back of of his vice president? Did he get the position off the back of his probably president? not? No. Hell no. No. He won out his outrageousness, his media right. standpoint, his stance. But does that make him a good president? That's Hell what I'm no. saying. That's what I'm, and that's that's why it doesn't matter. You see what I'm saying? It doesn't matter what her face is there. You ride her back to to victory, and then once you get the victory, you stick her in the stables. 
No, not the stables. Hey, look, go back to doing what you was doing because that's going to help the community. Go back to doing. You was a community person. That's go back to saying. doing what that's you what was I'm doing. Saying. Like if if I won, I won because of you. But but look, make no mistakes. What you're good at, and you said it so eloquently earlier. Go back to doing what you're good at. She's a community person. Go back to the community and keep making the community better. Keep fighting those laws. And when when a bill comes up, her name's not on the bill. She doesn't have to sign a bill. The president, you know, the guy I helped get elected, that's the guy who has to sign the bill. Now, what you do is go back and do what you do. Because what you do is, it. we were talking earlier about pushing. What you do is so great. You're the best at doing what you do. Shout out to Pusha T. VA stand up. <laughs> what you do is what you do. Now you cope. <laughs> what you do is what you do. You're great at what you do. So go back and do what you do. This, I'll sign the bills. I'll take all the heat. You go back and build the groundswell. Because what's coming behind us, what they didn't understand was by electing Trump, what you did was you ignited this community to uprise against them. Right. And the only way to keep control of that community and a person that can keep control of the community and show that they can keep control of the community is common. First off, let me say I'm I'm so intrigued and excited that we use Kamala Harris and Pusha T. And <laughs> in the same sentence, that shit is right up my alley. That's how I live on a daily basis. So I'm gonna just go ahead and put that out there. Secondly, <laughs> let's um forever for the culture. Forever yeah. <laughs> for the culture, right there, right there. We just coined a new title. My God, it is a special episode. Now, but, um, other than that, man, like I feel like we don't also know what that relationship is like with her and him and Biden behind closed doors, right? It may He may have pulled that move to get the votes on the ticket, but they may clash on a regular basis. We don't know that. Yeah, definitely could. Mm-hmm. Easy. What you, so, I mean, what, what do you think about it? you think she should be in the spotlight more? I feel like if you ride the horse to victory, you, you give it some shine and victory. Makes sense to me. And even if you say you stick to doing what you do best, then put out there what you're doing that you do best. Because what if she wants to run for presidency the next term, because God knows Biden is 138. He, I, <laughs> I, can't, I can't see him do a two-term. You're not setting her up in the proper position. It's not a good alley. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> She's been feeding. She been calling my long juice, John Stockton, <laughs> all the way to victory. Now when it's her turn, she Marshawn Lynch at the one on the Super Bowl. Yeah, you ain't give her the goddamn ball. Pete Carroll, you son of a bitch. If that ever was a perfect, a perfect analogy, that was what it was. You rolled Marshawn, you rolled her ass 10, 10, 10 yards a time, all the way down to the goal line. Then at the goal line, get a golden boy and chance to throw the ball. You that's what you did. I'm I don't Somewhere Russell Wilson is drinking right now. I'm right now listening to shit like that. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. You're not setting herself in a position. And that says she might be the next, the best next president, but you roll her coattails. You use her to get yourself in that position. And now when you in that position, you to push her always to the back. I'm with you. And even if she's not making decisions on Russia or, or Ukraine or any of the shit that's going on, you ain't even highlighting the shit she doing. Mm. 
That was my. That's my thing. That's no, I'm waiting. Right, I'm waiting. Okay, so this this is because I had two segments I was fighting over. So we're gonna cut this one short. But I'm gonna tell you the other words just so you know we yeah. got to do it. But the other ones was um Brian for Brian, Brian Flores, Flores All right. um generational curse. Mm. Okay. Uh, Kim Porter. Kim Porter. Mm. Two years. Two fucking years yes, for I'm murder, I'm but uh, we're not gonna go there. Mm-hmm. Robert Kelly, R. Kelly, Robert Kelly, <laughs> oh, wow. no, as his first caller, two six eight nine dash. Robert, Robert. But we we'll go to the second segment. Yeah, that was a good one, though. Yeah. That was a good one. I that was it. a good one. I, but I see how it gets. We that we could have been on that all day. Definitely. Mm-hmm. So definitely. Uh, yeah, that jam was tough. Word of celebration. What's next? I like it. I like it. We got another segment. But before we get to our next segment, shout out to our unofficial official sponsor for the day. That's right. Younger, 112. Yeah, so that's me. Um, today, we sponsored by Blacken, which is a type of whiskey, uh, 90 proof. As you can see, a little, little sleek little sheet bottle. Um, it's nice. It's mad smooth. It's mass new, and we'll talk about that. But so it's a whiskey. It's a whiskey, and and the crazy part about it is, it, it's actually a creative brand, because um the co-founder partnered up with the band Metallica to actually make this brand of whiskey. So which I thought was pretty dope. And I was like, if I can't get no black on stuff, I'm gonna get something that's creative. <laughs> so maybe got black in it. Yeah, I'm gonna say this one. One, it's not a. Unfortunately, it's not a a whole lot of black on spirits. Like we'd have had two in here, and we're probably almost down there halfway there. Yeah. Um. And then too, for something like this, we you know we like to sip and talk and conversate. And a lot of the black owned spirits are starting to be tequilas now. Like Kevin Hart got one coming out. The Rock already got one out. That's not really this type of atmosphere. Let's get more black dark liquors going on. I second that. No doubt. Secondly. Youngin got us today. 112 came in today. Well, it's official that we hadn't paid him for, but at this point, <laughs> he, we have paid. We have paid him now. He came in with the fire merch. Mm-hmm. He came in with the the Bridging the Gap Conscious and Breathing hoodie. The OG hoodie. That's right. When That's I right. say, when we discussed it and we talked about it, we thought it was going to look good. That shit fire. Like I would definitely wear that anywhere, and and it's my favorite color, black and gold. It's and my jump. You said you went somewhere. He's thin to represent us. <laughs> nah, yeah, but um, first off, shout out to King Tees, right in in Richmond, Virginia. That's who made the hoodie. Um, we've done. I've done some work with him before. You said so, King Tees. King Tees. Shout out said, King Tees. Yeah, King Tees. And then if you ever look him up, the logo is gonna have like a it's King Tees written in red, and it's a crown over top of it. Drops down over top of it. So definitely shout out to King Tees, man. We appreciate it. And um, yeah, it's dope, man. I, I was so excited when it came in. I was like, you should have saw it. I was like a kid on Christmas. Um, <laughs> this is you went to a store. Oh yeah, I, I stopped to get our our sponsor. Uh, to get the blacking, and I went to the store, and I noticed everybody had their eyes in the hoodie, right? They looked at the front. When I passed them, I saw them look at the back. Like, it was just like, oh, that shit couldn't fly. And I was like, yeah, it's mine, too. <laughs> so, uh, keep a lookout. We're going to post a picture of it up. Uh, unfortunately, we did not have a 
outright winner, but we're gonna we're gonna get some merch to some people, and it's because we're gonna have more contests coming up. But let's just say I'm not gonna tell you what to say. We will let you see the picture, but it's it's fire. It's yeah, fire. yeah, definitely. We still gonna show some love, you know, to our supporters. Um, and we're gonna maybe we'll pick one randomly, you know, one of our day ones, and then um, send them a shirt. No doubt, that's, that's gonna be the move. All right, so our second, our second segment, got so much so much been going on. I wanted to do the ESPN top 10 list. They put out the top 10 balls or whatever. Mm-hmm. But we're going to do, we're going to spotlight. This is going to be a segment to spotlight anybody or any entity, local, regional, national, that you want to just send a shout out for. And this is the thing, people. We don't talk about what we're going to talk about before we get in this room. So, who's that? National. National. What I said? National. <laughs> That's what I said. Yeah. National <laughs> National National. Both. We wanna do it we wanna do it all. The national and the nation. Yeah. The national and the nation. Yeah. I think that was was it is it Franklin County, bro? <laughs> I think the Franklin County came out of the hole. I was with you though. You was with me. <laughs> you know, we ain't gonna go back to the roaster that we did before we started. But yeah. Because they don't know. We don't know what we're gonna talk about. I go first. I want to get my spotlight, my shout out to somebody who really don't need no spotlight. But Mark Cuban, he started his online pharmacy <clears throat> this week, mm. and what that is doing is cutting out insurance and cutting out the outrageous prices of medicine. And what he's doing is he's going to these medical generic medical facilities and he's getting the rate that they cost to make them and putting a flat 15% markup on them and the pharmacy price and then send them straight out and you can buy them before having to go through your insurance. So for instance, he one just came out this week that's like a diabetes medicine. Mm-hmm. That's like $20 with your insurance and you know getting it through your insurance. It's $3.17. Through his online pharmacy, and he's trying to get all the companies. He's trying to get as many companies on it as possible. And mm-hmm. if you know the dude with the AIDS medicine who marked it up like six hundred percent or whatever, he's trying to get rid of that. So the medicine costs eight dollars to make, but then once you go through insurance and you know all the markups and everything, now nine hundred dollars in your insurance pay eight hundred and seventy dollars. You only pay thirty dollars. Right. But Big Madison is getting all the money. He's trying to cut that out, cut out and make it more affordable for the consumer. I like Mark Cuban, man. I, I had doubts at first. I'm not gonna lie, but um, I, I do like him. I like him for being a disruptor, uh, right? A disruptor. Like and this is the, he don't have to do this, right? Like he's a billionaire exactly. already. Mark, Mark Cuban is the type of guy. He's the type of guy. Um, he has about six hundred million dollars, if I'm not mistaken, and, and he. Um, oh. Huh? Yeah, but I mean that that may be. I mean, at least the last the, the last I saw, but like he he's the type of guy who he still takes classes to this day, right? Like the fact that he still educates himself on stuff today, he doesn't have to do that. He does that because he still wants to make an impact, right? Like you talk about your your people like um, Bill Gates and Elon Musk, and and um, he he's one of those type of guys who he, he's gonna make an impact till till yeah. he's gone. I mean, honestly, my my Cuban probably could be a the the. Eight, 18 billion dollar man or a 20 billion dollar man, but he got his bag and he's not still chasing the bag. He's he's doing things he's passionate about. Right. You know, the basketball thing and then the pharmacy thing, like mm-hmm. he don't have to do this. But that's just my, my spotlight because 
That's a big thing. Because think about people who don't got insurance. And if you don't got insurance and you can get this medicine still for like $7, that's a big thing. Right. So that's my spotlight. Anybody, y'all got somebody local, somebody uh, worldwide, aunt, uh, anybody you want to start a spotlight on? You want to go ahead? You want me to go? Pardon me if I pronounce this wrong, but Shawnee Davis. American speed skater. Ooh. First African-American athlete to win an individual winter Olympics gold medal. <coughs> Started out as a roller skater. This is not the female. And pardon me because I'm not, I'm not familiar with her name that just won in the yeah. Olympics, the Winter Olympics. This was a black male who won in the Winter Olympics. And he was the first African-American athlete to win an individual Winter Olympic award. I don't know a black speed skater. I know some roller skaters and they're really good people. But speed skating, not on rollers, <laughs> on ice. That's so Shawnee Davis, that's the black female. That's No, Shawnee Davis is the black male. Oh, he's a black male? Yeah, he was the first one to win a speed skating event. And his name is Sean. Sean. S H A N I. Okay. So, to be the first to ever do it, I often say that it's a shame that we see the first black to American to do or African American. We all know how I feel about these prefixes. But. Yeah, just want to put that out there. To be the first to do it opens the door. It kicks the door open for so many others. And to be the first black American to do anything, first off, we're way too far. This shit should happen years ago. Um, but shout out to that gentleman for being the first to kick open the door. And now we're starting to see speed skaters that are black Americans that are winning awards in this previous uh, Winter Olympics that just ended. So he kicked the door open and now the door is open and we're coming through. So respect. That's a bit. Um, my spotlight is going to be a little local. Um, that's got to be my guy, Johnny Bailey. Um, I've talked about him before. Um, him and I went to high school together, um, finished up at Colonial Heights High School. Um, he was in that Petersburg area. Um, and a dude, man, is he's such an amazing dude, man. He's uh, he started what's called uh, ShineHardFamily.org, and um, it's basically a it is a uh, a nonprofit that's the mission is to close the wealth gap by unifying and mobilizing the next generation of Black wealth builders, right? So he has taken his platform and, and his uh, his organization and. He's basically just created this huge cohort of all the people that he knows successful, right? A lot of them are um, people who went to HBCUs, like people that who are teaching us um, what we teaching us early, what we learned late, right? And I think that's another another phrase he uses. But man, he he's been doing it. He's um, he's been out in DC. Um, he's been recognized by uh, all the Washington professional sports teams, the Commanders, the Wizards. Um, 
he's he's everywhere. Um, he partners with Google with his mm-hmm. with his platform now, um, and he even has his class going on. It's, um, he calls it the Legacy Accelerator, and um, he personally invited me to take it, so I'm about to take his class. Um, it's co- in cohort three right now um, to basically do what a lot of us talk about all the time, and that's closing the wealth gap. So um, shout out to Johnny Bailey, man. That's what's up. Yeah. Uh, my close second was was Fishberry Steelers mm-hmm. for picking up Brian Flores. Yeah. Shout out to them for picking up that black man that snitched. He ain't snitched, man. He, he went against the grain. He told yeah. he told what what Big Brother was doing. He did what he was supposed That's to do. That's not snitching though. Yeah. Nah, I'm not. That. <laughs> he saw a problem. Like, he put his. He actually yeah. put his career on. Yeah. He 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 definitely did probably more than. No, he absolutely did more than what Kaepernick did. Kaepernick. Like Kaepernick just knelt. He just knelt. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, I'm, know, just, I'm about to say that's that's, <laughs> yeah. that's, that's just a big thing. No, I'm just saying the act yeah. that he did, he knelt. Flores put it on front street what these this big industry was doing. Paying them trying to pay him to lose. Well I think the bigger the bigger thing in, in the scope of things is that Flores did it about opportunities. You know, for minorities in the sport and for black people in the sport, mm-hmm. Kaepernick did it without even having his job in mind. Right. Yeah. His thing was that he saw his platform as a bigger picture for life in general in this mm-hmm. country. And I feel like that's something that is Huge. It, it's so much is it's undersighted. Right. It's something that I'm not, not going to read it. Because, one or yeah, two, because he, like they both were big. He, he put his he put his stuff in jeopardy without even. Yeah. Kind thinking of, about the consequence. Right? Flores had to think about the fact that, okay, I'm going against the grain really it's my, it, in line of my job. Did he put it in jeopardy? He just did. Personally, he knelt. Like, he didn't feel like he wanted to stand. He said he was talking to people who was in the military, and they felt like it wasn't disrespectful right. and, if he knelt. And when like, he got the he backlash from it. But that's the thing. He didn't think it was going to be the this is, this is the, he, didn't, he didn't think it was going to be the blowback that it was going to be. Flores knew the shit was going to come down. Yeah, because they stopped, they weren't paying him. Right? That, that's what I'm saying. Kaepernick was getting a check from regular. He had just got a new contract, right? His thing Before was... got fired. Right. Yes. His yes. thing was, okay. Okay. forget this money. You see what I'm saying? This I have a bigger purpose in life than to do what I'm blessed to do on the stage that many people don't even get a chance to do. Well, he said, I'm going to take a knee. And even when he got the blowback, he said, forget about what they think. I'm doing this because I feel like this is a bigger purpose in my life. That's huge. That's bigger than somebody who said, "Oh, y'all blackballing me out of my job, and and I gotta stand, I gotta stand up for the next people who, or and for the prior people who are going through this too." This man, Kaepernick I, took he took a knee I, so that he can stand. That's I this bigger, bro. I, I'm I think not, that's but bigger. I'm, but I'm not gonna, yeah, I'm not gonna do bigger on because they both, they both that, that, that livelihood in general, right? Because. Kaepernick still got a check. He will. He see him and got got a check too. Yeah. So, but they both did something big for the culture. They both stepped out on the limb and put that stuff in a position that ninety eight percent of people wouldn't do. Absolutely. So that was a second was uh, this dude named Warren Braxton. Um, he's if you're on Instagram, if you're on Facebook, follow Warren Braxton, and he's been basically talking about uh, generational curse. Uh, Getting better as a people, uh, wealth, generational wealth versus having a good job. So that was my close second. Nice. 
Let's get into these segments, people. Let's go. Who want to go first? I can't even go first because we've been too serious this whole time. We've been on some damn too serious. It's a toss-up. I don't know if it's going to stick, but we'll, we'll go with it. Um. Okay, so my thing is, what's that one thing or what's something that to this day you've never told your parents? Yeah. Right? Like, and that's that's pretty dope, right? Like something that you never told your parents. You just and it wasn't I mean, actually I'm not. I'm gonna let you I'm gonna let you decide. But something that you never told your parents. I, I can go first. I, I go first. I go okay. first. Only because I forbid my mom to listen to this show. Right. <laughs> and the only reason why not because it wouldn't be good for her to listen to, but because she's never heard me curse before. Hmm. Old ass, old ass man, I've never cursed from my mom. Wow. And I don't want her to hear me cursing. And I told her, and she said she's been itching to listen to it. And I, I just, like, out of respect, like, you don't hear me talk like this, mom. That's yeah. crazy. So I don't. So yeah. the one thing I said, I've never told my mom when I was in college. And this was shortly after my dad had died. And I didn't want to leave her at home by herself. I'm like 19, 20. Um, my brother had an apartment, then he moved out of his apartment. But he was wanted to move before the lease was up. So don't just move out. I take the apartment. Right. Like I'm spending money on hotel rooms every other, you know, weekend mm-hmm. anyway. Like, I'll give you the money to pay that. And how old were you at this? Wait, 1920. Okay. 1920, born in Union. Um, I was getting hotel rooms or whatever. They won't leave my mom at home. So, instead of me buying hotel rooms every weekend, I started staying there. Take it a step further. I had money, but I didn't have money. I was cheap, and I won't cheat. So, instead of me buying furniture for somewhere I'm just living in on the weekend, Tell my mom I'm going to my friend's house or going to a hotel or whatever. I'm going to this apartment. I, I had the furniture. My brother took the furniture out. So, statue of limitation. We're DJing at different places. So, this particular college, I'm not going to say the college, we're DJing that. So, we got the U Haul there and we take the equipment out of U Haul. Like, damn, we're in the lounge, you know, before their uh, lobby, their, you know, dance hall or whatever. Right. And they got, like, a sofa and a chair in, like, the little lobby area. And I'm like, fuck. Come up off that. Man, I need to be a sofa and a chair. The DJ, R.I.P., is like, what the shit? Fuck it, let's put it in the truck. We literally took the sofa and the chair out of the lobby of this dorm room that we were DJing in. Stuck in the U-Haul and closed the U-Haul up. That was my furniture for like seven months. <laughs> I had a like how many asses sat on that goddamn sofa? But that was I had that. I had a chair. I had a TV and a VCR. And I stayed there like for six months every weekend. That's what's up. And she would have never, my mom never would know that shit. That's what's up. Right. No, she don't. She don't listen to a cuss. She don't listen to it. Because I cussed. Motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, yeah my crazy just the case. That's dope, bro. That's dope. I don't have a I don't have a story for this one. It's not much it's I couldn't tell my mother. There's not much I couldn't tell my father. My father was, was when he was there and even when he wasn't there, so just say the shit. So do you have a 
a story that somebody close to you, your daughter, your oldest daughter, not your your oldest daughter or your wife, man, that you never really told that particular story to. You're open, bro. All right. <laughs> My BM probably don't know this. And probably won't listen to it, don't care. Um, that's cool. What? My oldest child is named after one of my exes. Dang. Oh, <laughs> that's, yo, it's crazy. Uh, nah, because I had one, one of my exes, we were really, really tight. And the reason we broke up was because she moved back home to 757 and I'm in 804. So I wasn't with a long distance relationship. I was way too young. She was way too young. So our breakup wasn't a really breakup, it was more of a separation. So I was in the streets, yeah, the community did. So it is what it is. Um, I ended up running into, literally running into my BM. And we clicked, whatever, got together, Stayed together for a while, for five years, and had a beautiful child. When it came to naming the child, if the name, if it was a boy, it was catching my name. If it was a girl, then I got, I was going to name it. I was going to name my daughter. So I wanted my daughter to have my initials, LLH. So I named her Lauren. Perfect, because I was wearing a whole lot of polo like I still do. <laughs> so that was Ralph Lauren. So it was Lauren, it was perfect. When it came to the middle name, I thought about it heavily. And as a tribute to my ex, who I would not have ever had a child if I had not broke up with her, <clears throat> I gave her the same middle name as my ex, Lee, L E I G H. Mm. So, and that's her middle name, and that's my daughter's that's like <laughs> yeah and my BM probably never known this i think i might have told her a drunk night one night we're like fuck it you know what this is where she gets name bro but i doubt that i did that because i'm smart enough not to be in a fight that's <laughs> on my time two things never did do. <laughs> shout out to racer b wilson okay I, I said the name that's tough tough I something that my parents never knew, and I couldn't think of one thing that I felt like was just so good enough, but I feel like a general thing that my parents never knew is how much of a menace I could have been in high school. <laughs> like, and when I say could have been, that I was, that they didn't know. Right? <laughs> because I was, you know, I was well known by the time, you know, I, I was getting ready to graduate. I got, you know, a lot of scholarships, awards, stuff like that. And, and, and being in Colonial Heights, there ain't that many black people. Like everybody was just, you know, like so, then. right. People <laughs> was so happy. I mean, still, to be honest. Really? Oh yeah. Not 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 unless you go into um that Prince George area where a lot of military families are. Oh yeah. But um yeah, it was, it was so funny that like people would talk to my parents about me, be like, he's just such a good kid. He's such a good kid. And I was a pretty good kid, but the stuff that I would that I did by the time that I was ready to graduate high school was just it was like high school burnout and I just was bored, right? So like I did so much shit. Like me and my friends one day was fucking around on YouTube and was like, you know what? Let's make a three-man water balloon shooter, right? So we took medical tubing, put like um, a felt, like a, 
like a felt pad, and two people had to hold it. And one person would take that shit back. It was like a giant water balloon shooter, right? And we was a menace with that shit. Like we we saw we practiced it, we used it, and it was a beast. Like they could shoot like probably like eighty feet away. You got like. And we, one day we was out, we was out fucking with it, and like we were shooting like my uh my guy's shed um in the back. We were shoot like shooting the shed, trying to be accurate with it. We practiced like. Shooting, shooting each other with it, and then we was like, we gonna get, we gonna call some people up. So when they pull around in their cars, we gonna shoot they joint like the water balloon shoot. Nothing ever came of it. Never got in trouble, but that kind of stuff. Like there was, um, they never knew that I, I basically co-signed a fight in high school. One time, I was sitting bored in my elective drama class, and the dude was like, <laughs> I'm gonna throw a book down there. And hit him while my teacher was out the room. She was on the stage, like prepping for like the play or whatever. I was like, "You ain't gonna do that shit, though." He was like, "Nah, I I throw it." So I'm like, "You ain't gonna do it." He throws the book. It's a textbook. He throws the book down, like just to you know be funny. The drink clocks my man in the back of the head, like smacks smacks him in the back. The whole class. Oh, he stood up. It was like, who did that? I was like, man, he did that straight. <laughs> straight up. I was like, he did. Six nine. I, I told him he wasn't gonna do it. <laughs> he's six nine and he did it. I didn't think either one of them was really about that. It's a drama class. The dude gets so <laughs> angry. I don't know if he had a bad day or he was embarrassed. He puts the dude in the choke. No, before he even did that, he picked the same book up, went behind him, was like, okay, okay, I get it. Takes that drink and Barry Bond swings this drink in the back of his head. Boom! Puts him in a chokehold, drags him out of his school desk, and drags him to the principal's office, which is on the other end of the school, in the chokehold, <laughs> all the way down the hallway. And I was just like, bruh. <laughs> all because I was like, you ain't gonna throw this book at him. Like that type of stuff that I did is just like late in middle school. It was a uh there's a community called Rollingwood. You probably mm-hmm. know Rollingwood. Yeah. A lot of eighth graders will go out there to do stupid shit, fight, smoke weed, or whatever. Whenever I went to my friend's house, he was close to Rollerwood, I'd be like, let's go. And we would go out there, and I, I didn't really do anything, but just to hang around the type of people, my parents never knew about. But see, that's the difference between graduating with a master's from Georgetown <laughs> and getting a goddamn regular degree from Virginia Union. <laughs> the difference in my tales is I told them, I ain't saying that about getting questioned in a murder investigation that my dad got put up in because I was there. <laughs> like, if I didn't tell my mom, hey, yeah, I got a call for a murder investigation that Still my dad that. came up in. Still ain't want that work. They would, they would just look at me like, what you going to do? <laughs> my family would have just like, what you going to do? I know you ain't snitching, so go ahead on. Handle your business, cuz. That kind of stuff. I used to get money from my sisters. Like, my sisters. You extorted them? Not necessarily. That would have been better. That's the exact same thing. See, I couldn't implicate myself. No. So, like, yeah, like, my sister used to work across the street at, like, a Ruby Tuesdays and get racks of tips during the weekend, right? And, like, we all had chores to do. She didn't want to do her chores. She'd be like, do my chores so I can go out. I'd be like, 15 bucks, 20 bucks. Hey. Mm-hmm. I was end up stacking up her tips on my behalf to do her chores. 
And then in turn, I would like, you know, do stuff like go downstairs and yeah, occupy her room so she could sneak out the window and go mm-hmm. chill with her friends. That kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. It's called entrepreneurship. Yeah. I was I was I was the ghost of this, man. So I was a right hand man. man. What you got, Wood? What you got? Had three topics and picking one of the three. Yeah, I'm gonna go all mine off of y'all. Alright. So we've been on some serious shit for me. So I'm gonna calm it down. I'm gonna, I'm gonna breathe a little bit. And here I exhale. Let's go breathe. Breathe. What was the worst purchase you ever made in life? The worst purchase? I can, I can say that off top. Go ahead. Easy. One. Yeah, yeah. That's, let's go. I, I got a Mustang. And I, man, my cousin, matching jumps. We didn't always get matching jumps, but we met up. I called him. He called me. Like, yo, let's meet up. So we meet up. We pull up in the same fucking car. <laughs> I'm like, 20, he's like 18, both got Mustang. So I, I pimped this joint out, because this is a regular Mustang. I pimped it out to look like a, you know, a 5.0, the dual exhaust or whatever. The worst purchase I made, I find that somewhere else for that bitch. My first other this is before I knew, you know, you can hit up your man who got something that you trying yeah. to get but I went to like audio exchange or, you know, RPM yeah. or whatever, yeah. whatever bullshit was, and find that some rims. And at the time it was sixteens. <laughs> that's like, but that was, you know, that was before big. before big time. Before twenties right. was twenties. You can't put twenties on a Mustang anyway, unless you can put some small ass tires on that shit. You can't. But uh, that's that's that, was, that was after that's the South man. I found that these friends. I think the brands came like maybe fifteen hundred dollars with the tires, maybe sixteen hundred. Like twelve months in the pan for them shits. Paying like two fifty a month. God damn. <laughs> and I look and I damn. I still owe like eleven seven dollars. I paid two hundred dollars <laughs> in twelve months. months. <laughs> I got another eleven years. They got me as an indentured servant. This shit was the worst purchase ever. I lost my credit. I love everything behind That's this. bad. That shit was horrible. Like I, like I bought the car, beautiful interest rate. I think I had like a seven percent interest rate. I didn't okay. even really have no real credit. I had a Mustang, like a, I had thirty five thousand miles on it. Up in like two hundred thirty five dollars a month. I paid the same thing for some fucking rims. That shit ruined my credit because niggas are saying I stopped paying for that shit. That's funny. Ew. Oh. I'm not on show, Emma. Yes, you are. What I'm know? Hey. What's up, Dad? <laughs> oh, yeah. The wife it's is. Delicious? Yes, the wife is calling me during the show. That's she right. knows the rules. Hey, you one of us anyway. We appreciate you. <laughs> How you be? Okay, I just want to know if you want a brisket, but I don't want to be on the show. So. <laughs> look at that. She called to, to look out for you and your dirty ass. I'm putting her on the air. <laughs> <laughs> and you know I want the brisket. I guess you eat brisket tonight. <laughs> you get some brisket. Oh. <laughs> um, yeah. Of course, give me the brisket and give me the um the white uh, sauce also. Okay. Uh, all right. You just get home safely. Absolutely. Bye. Bye. All right. Bye. <laughs> That's what's up. 
Brisket with white sauce. You just lost your black sauce. <laughs> Shit, that's what they call Alabama white. Miss Barbecue. That should be fire. That should be fire, but yeah. All right, who, who else? Who else got a bad purchase? A bad purchase? I got to say. What's your bad purchase? Uh, I think my worst purchase was also, it was a car. It, the whole car. Not the brand. <laughs> I messed around and I was in, I was in grad school and before I took my dad's car, or really it was my mom's car up, um, I had a car that, you know, wasn't, was basically breaking down on me. The one I had in undergrad it was like neon, broke down on me. I was like, right, I need to get another car when I'm back home, waiting for school to start up. So I saved up some money from the job I'm working. And I was like, I don't want no car payment. You know, I'm just going to pay something off, but I need, a, I need something that's going to be reliable, but it's got to be cheap. It's gotta be a dud, you know what I'm saying? But it can get you from point A to point B. I'll I'll figure the rest out and probably be done with it. Yeah. I go to an auction. Chesterfield Auto Auction, right on mm-hmm. Jeff Davis, which is now Richmond Highway. Okay. I've been there. I get this. You've been there? I get a Ford Taurus. Oh, so now at the time, it is just to let you know, it's about it's about 2012. At the time, okay. So, ten years ago, I get this tours, and it couldn't have been more than a couple grand at most. Um, I think it was under two grand, so it wasn't even mm. a lot. So, I'm like, they're like, it's in pretty good condition, you know. Don't do it, in, you know, it's it's good. They haven't been driving it around. I forgot. I don't even know if it was like an old cop car, but it looked like an old cop car. Like, you know, one of the yeah. old old school let you see on the heat of the night. Yeah. <laughs> one of them guys. This joint, yeah. let me tell you about yeah, this it's car. Right. It's got the <laughs> it's got the paint on the outside. It's like we got the like a Carolina blue paint. It's ugly as hell. On the inside, it has cloth seats still, right? When I go back, it's the summertime. So it's hot as fuck, even with the air with the AC on. That joint is it's murder she wrote in the car, bro. <laughs> like that joint is Hot. You got so, the whole fast lane slowing down. Legit, drive slow home. <laughs> so I take, everybody slow down. <laughs> right, I take the drink back, and lo and behold, this drink ends up having transmission issues. So this car that I was like, as long as it lasts me a year, I don't even care. This drink barely lasted six months. And I had to put a transmission, and then I had to figure out what the, where to go from there, because I'm like, all right, I invested my money in the car, and it ain't a lot of money, but it's a lot of money to me, right? Now. <laughs> so I was like, I can't just ditch the joint. So I get my parents to help me put a transmission in. So it lasts me about the time I want to last after that. But of course, the transmission itself costs about as much as the car. Yeah. And I was just like, just thinking back on, I was like, that was a dumbass move. I should not have bought that. I ain't even mad at you for that one though. Yeah. The banker was smart. Yeah, the execution was terrible. But that's, that's what auctions <laughs> yeah. was just jumping yeah, off. Yeah, yeah. Jumping. Yeah, everybody yeah. Was off. I was thinking like, you no, know, I was thinking like I was the L.A. Rams, but my execution was like the Jacksonville Jaguars. <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah. what we do about the dealership only auctions. That's what right. we do. Yeah. yeah. Hey, uh, I brought a lack. I'm been a lack boy in my entire life. Right. I'm a lack boy. It is what it is. Eight oh four lacks. So. I brought a lack from a dude. Shout out to Joe Dozier. Shout out to Joe Dozier. Rest in peace. Big homie. Um, so I brought a lack from a dude. Big, blue, not the Eldorado, the 
Now the Savannah, Savannah Deville, the um, Fleetwood, mm. big boy, long as fuck, yo. This this long blue car, we called it Oceans Twelve. <laughs> <laughs> that joint was so long, it looked like an ocean. It was big and just blue. We called it Oceans Twelve. When I got, when I brought the car, I went to test drive the car, and I brought it from a dude. He was like, look, somebody just tried to steal it last night. So they put a screwdriver in the ignition, banged it, tried to pop it, and tried to pop it, but it couldn't pop it because what, what criminals don't understand about it or what people didn't understand was life won't start without a chip to keep. And it was the first person to put a real chip in the key. Like the key had an actual chip inside of it. Mm-hmm. So you can't start it. So they tried it, but couldn't start it. So in order to start it, to test drive it, he had to basically hot wire the shit. So he took two wires and put them together oh. and bing, it started. And you still bought it. And I was like, it was $400. Oh. I was like, eh. He was like, yo, the first thing you got to do is get an ignition. Everything else works good. AC works, heat works. Windows work, everything works, but the ignition looked like shit. And the only way you can start is by connecting these two wires, no matter what. Even if you buy it, you still gotta connect the two wires to start the shit. And I'm like, what the fuck? So I go read the title from him. I give him 400, he gives me the title. The title has his name on it. So I'm like, all right, so I can go to DMV. So I go to DMV, get it registered in my name. I got this shit and it's two wires. What the fuck? Bang, it starts. I drive it for like a month and it stops and water started leaking on the bottom. So I don't have a mechanic. I called somebody to tow me home, take it to the real Cadillac dealership. They're like, what the fuck? Man, your head gas get blown. Nope. Oh. Damn. It's like, what? He's like, yeah, apparently the car didn't have any oil in it. And your head gas get blown. And we can fix it. Dang. Yeah, they can fix that shit. I'm like, fuss with shit. about 3000 Fix it. No, it's um, basically your engine. Yeah. We're going to have to do this, do that, do this. It's going to be about 3000 But before we fix it, it's going to be another 1500 to fix this, which connects to the engine. And because it has no oil in it, the transmission has been basically running off nothing. Yeah, no transmission. So you could need a transmission too. 6000 Eight. So total... You bought it for four hundred, and they was talking about how much the fix was, giant? Eight. Nah, total twelve. No, 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 no! Wait, wait, wait! <laughs> I left that shit right there. I, put, <laughs> I left that shit right there. I walked. I looked at him and walked by. As soon as I got out of the tow truck, and I went and I got it towed to the dealership. I was like, "Yo, y'all keep that." Up. <laughs> and I called a cab and went back home. <laughs> I called a cab and went back home. 
I was like, yo, what the fuck? And so I've seen dude, like, I'm going to say three months later. I was like, yo, why didn't you tell me the head gas was about to go in that or it leaked oil? He was like, oh, I ain't know. Straight so, I, nah, not yet. Not yet. <laughs> Hold it for a minute. So I, was, I respect him for his word. Mm-hmm. I sit down, I'm getting my hair cut. And the dude, and I didn't know the dude that was cutting my hair. I was on some, I'm just going to pop in. You can't fuck up a bald head. Oh, just pop into a bald shop. Right. So the dude that was cutting my hair was like, hey, yo, you brought the blue lap from him? Mm-hmm. Mind you, the, the license plate said, poo boy. <laughs> when I brought it, still had the plates on it. Poo boy. Of course, I changed that shit. Poor old boy. Um, so <laughs> that's some shitty. <laughs> so I'm like, yo, what the fuck? So dude cut my hair. Was like, hey, yo, you part the blue light? I said, yeah. He said, did you get the uh, the transmission done? Transmission. So like, yeah, he been here talking. He been in here talking about how the transmission was failing on his cat oh. on his lap. He was like, yeah. He's like, yo, so damn. Give the interior lights done too? Because that shit, when you get it together, it's gonna look fire. I was like, nah. He said, yeah, the interior lights blank. He's been talking about that shit for a minute. And he went through like five other things before he even got to the ignition shit. And I'm like, yo, what the fuck? Let me tell you something, Joe Mogley. <laughs> <laughs> so, dude is still in the barbershop. He's just walking around the barbershop right. the whole time. This dude cutting my head is telling me this shit. So, at the end, when he was like, yeah, I think he paid dude over there to break into the car so he can get the insurance money off the job. Damn. Dog. And steal it. And then when they return it, he got insurance money off them stealing it. So it's missing. Then he got it back, recovered, but he had already got the insurance money. So when he sold it, he got the insurance money and whatever he got for, for and selling it. Yeah, and I was fraud. I was like, what? Yeah, what the fuck, bro? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He got the toilet. He the toilet bowl, bro. <laughs> this shit you put into it. Hold the water. Yeah, he said you coming, bro. That's tough. So yeah, that was my worst purchase. Worst purchase. That's a bet. All right, so for my last segment, let's hit some consciousness. Okay. What? I got to figure out a word. What do you feel like? It's the the makeup or the characteristics the characteristics of someone with good character. Like when you see somebody, or when you know somebody that you're like, yeah, that's my dude. He's a good guy. He's he's his character is impeccable. What are the things that you look for that makes a good character? I go first. Yeah. Okay. First thing you got to understand, when you look at a person, you have to understand, are they honest with themselves? Mm. If you're not honest with yourself, 
automatically it's a turn up. Like there's no way yeah, absolutely one hundred. People say real recognize real mm. niggas recognize real, real niggas recognize real niggas. That's a statement. That's a statement that says, hey yo, if you are a whatever you are, other people who are whatever you are can recognize that. Mm-hmm. If you're a good person, good people recognize you as being a good person. Mm-hmm. If you're a if you're an honest person, honest people recognize you for being honest. When I look at characteristics of a person that I would even talk to as my friend, are they honest with themselves? Are they honest with themselves? Because if you can't, it's no reason for me to tell you that I can jump 10 feet and dunk. Because I can't. But if I tell you about all the times I shot jumpers in people's face, it's probably real. <laughs> if I tell you, oh man, I boofed on him. Oh, I blocked this shot against the glass. So you know I'm lying. When you get those people that know they mind, if you get a person that's building, that has been through whatever, the, the trials and tribulations, and now they're building themselves up, if they tell you that they're not, they're more than what they are, then they're not being honest with themselves. So that's one of the first things I look at. Are you honest with yourself? I like that. Um, the second thing I look to is loyalty. How large loyal are you to the things that are loyal to you? Uh, if you're not loyal to your job, stop. If you not don't stop telling how great of a worker you are, you're not there when I need you to be there. Mm. <laughs> if you loyal to the game, don't tell me that you what were, you weren't there when you know happened. It's on your block. If you're loyal to something, I look at loyalty happy. If you're loyal to football, and I say, or we all have favorite teams. If you're loyal to your favorite team, Mm -hmm. and if I ask you, and I know you went to a good Denver Broncos fan. You know it. If I ask you, how many many Super Bowl rings y'all got? Can you tell? I can. Dallas Cowboys fan, 112. You can absolutely tell without question. <laughs> <laughs> you can, you can all the, you're loyal to it. If I say, hey, look, 112, right? We're about to go to a football party. It's jerseys only. Where's the jersey in your favorite team? I expect 112 to show up in a, in a Denver Broncos jersey, repping it proud. I expect. Dutch to show up in a Dallas Springs or Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> one, one of the two. I'm good with either one. To show up in that jersey and be good with it. But that's loyalty. You're loyal to your team. So I look at loyalty just as hard. Yo, are you riding with the person, the people that's riding with you? Mm. That's me. Yeah. All right. What you got? Um, Characters of a characteristics of a good person of a good character. Yes, good character. Okay, what makes us a good? One of my favorite things is genuine, right? And and I Mm. I'll break down what I mean by it is, um, are you the same type of person in a room full of people than you are by yourself, right? Like so, not just the way you carry yourself, but like 
you know, make like you don't put on airs, you don't you don't change, you know what I mean, your behavior, or you don't change your reactions or the way that your demeanor, right? Based off of who's in the room. And I mean, we we're all human, so you know, sometimes, you know, that does change. But what I mean by it is like on a from the outside looking in, right? Like if I like y'all know, like y'all know me, right? Like if y'all are with me and we're at work or we're wherever in a social setting and you see me and we're talking about a certain person who's not in the room, right? Next thing you know, we're in the per- we're in the room with the person. Same thing should be said. Say that shit. Say that shit. Right. Am, I, am I talking? Am I am I interacting with that person? As y'all would perceive that I would interact with that person when we had that conversation about them, mm-hmm. or am I completely different? Flip the script. Mm-hmm. Am I fake? Okay. Are you saying? keeping it a buck? Are you keeping, keeping it the same energy? Mm-hmm. Right. When they won't dare what you were saying, right. are you going to keep that same? Energy? Mind you, if they ask you a question when that person's not in the room, do you answer it the same when they are in the room, even if it has nothing to do with them? Right, mm-hmm. because you want to make a certain type of impression on that person. Are you? And that goes back to being true to yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, you said honest with yourself, being true to yourself. Right, like, are you the same? Are you the same? That's that's the biggest one for you. That's big. Hey, uh, real quick before you go, one twelve, man, you connected on some shit early, and I I saw it in you early that I was like, I got to fuck with this dude. What's up? We were at work and I was like, yo, I was asking a question to everybody. And the question was mm, mildly inappropriate. Right. And I went to ask somebody that question. And he looked at me and was like, no. The person was DJ. Uh-huh. So I looked at it. I looked at it and I was like, hey, let me ask you this. Uh-huh. And he was like, no. <laughs> I was like, what? He's like, no. All right. No, no, no. Everybody right. else in here. He was like, no. I was like, what the fuck is he talking about? No. <laughs> right. I'm like, no, no. It's no knows where I'm from. We don't right. know. Where. He was like, no. I said, okay. He said, no. Right. <laughs> he said, no. He's genuine on, I'm going to protect my people. I'm, that's, that's my that's my home. That's what's up. And, and, what, you, and that- what you're not going to do is Disrespect my home. Now, now that you bring that up, it's so funny because <laughs> there's a reason why I said that, right? And I think it was because it was based, it was like something that was timely, right? I think, if I'm not mistaken, she had just finished telling me about something that made her uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And then we just had the conversation. And I just felt like, I think what I was thinking at the time is today wasn't the day, <laughs> right? Like, because for her to speak up and say something about it to me, I was like, yeah, I could tell that bothered you because otherwise you wouldn't have done it. You know what? I think that's what it was. That's 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 one hundred on both levels. Yeah, because if you're gonna be one way or one person, you're supposed to be that same way with everybody. Mm-hmm. But in one twelve token, if you know something that's gonna protect your people, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Or, or, you know what I'm saying? Keep some damage control, right? Mm-hmm. You should do it at all costs. Like you should always, and that's Absolutely. why I rock with Wood because he's genuine. He yeah. said, "No, yeah. I asked everybody else." It's everybody. Everybody. It's all inclusive. I'm, I'm the boat in the pond. And he was like, "No, nah, nah. It's gonna be no, yeah. no. Uh, 
You sure? That's so funny. I'm going to tell you what it was when we all the answer. I know what it was. <laughs> you do? Yeah. Oh, wow. I, I think both of those definitely are on my list. Um, I feel like a, a, a genuine or a good character person will never ask of anything that they wouldn't be willing to do. Like, you know what I'm saying? Don't, I'm not going to ask of you if I know I ain't going to do it. So don't ask me. You know what I'm saying? You, you ain't going to do it. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. If you ain't ready to shoot, don't ask me to shoot. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like um, always being 100, you know what I'm saying, representing yourself um, to the fullest, being yourself always is, is another a good thing. Like, if I can count on you being who you're going to be all the time, mm-hmm. and you know what I'm saying? Like, a lot of people put down people to pick yourself up. If you got to put somebody down to pick yourself up, that's not a correct trait. You don't believe in yourself in the first place. Yeah, 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 I'm not yeah, fucking yeah. with you with that. Um, I think that's a big thing. And, um, I mean, it's, it's a whole lot more things, but. Blunt! Technical difficulties. Party foul. This nigga just got <laughs> my whole equipment as he has on his goddamn snowblower. <laughs> he got on a Dior snowblower outfit. And just hit 45 degrees. Yo, for real, for real, that, that might be a promo for your for your uh equipment because that did not phase. Like we didn't blink out. I didn't hear no craziness. Yeah, no man. It's not like somebody was chewing goddamn number two notebook paper. Like, <laughs> like a buckshot up to the speaker. Hell yeah. Hey, before we started this shit, we was roasting each other. That shit was hilarious. Well, we're gonna come back with the buzzer beaters. We'll be back. You know it. We're back. We're back up in this thing. And um We only got one thing left to do. We gotta we got to beat the buzzer, man. Buzzer yeah, beaters. We gotta buzzer wrap beaters. this shit up. Let's go there. Who on the round two go first? I think I can go. Let's go. I'll go ahead and go. So my buzzer beater for this episode, man, is gonna be about confidence. Um you know, we always say it's a positive to have it, um, but I heard this one thing. It's funny because the guy I gave the spotlight on is who I got this from uh, on his little daily text. Mm-hmm. It says, um, he said, be so confident that you come out humble. And then he went on to elaborate and say, be so confident that you no longer are surprised by what you accomplish. Mm-hmm. Right. So in that, in that sense, you think less of yourself for accomplishing things, right? Because you expect it from yourself. So Your confidence so, in yourself. So, so said, be so humble that you come off with humility, mm. is what he said. And he said, mm. you, are, you are not as surprised from your accomplishments. So when you speak on your own accomplishments, it's like you speak less of yourself. Because you expected you to be able to do that, yeah. right? So I, I, that was my thing, man, is, is be confident, man. Be, be so confident that you don't surprise yourself from what you accomplish. Because if you don't say. believe in yourself, won't nobody do it. Nice. You're so confident True. that you don't even surprise yourself. Yeah. So That's your money. So, you good? Uh, okay, I go. Um, Dutch. One. Yeah, Dutch. My um, buzzer beater is you often hear 
You only get one time to make a first impression. That's the big thing. You only get one time to make a first impression. If you only get one time to make a first impression, if that impression is not what that person expected, then they were not supposed to be in your life. Fuck them. Mm-hmm. People have bad days. People have tragedies. People are tired. If you're basing your whole representation of this person off a one-time meeting, and often they're trying to match their energy with you. They don't know what, who they're meeting. So if you only get one time to make a first impression, that first impression is not what they expected and they're no longer associated with you, fuck them. They mm-hmm. weren't supposed to be in your life. There's a reason why that impression hit them like it was. My my best uh, relationships in life, including my wife, was not based off a of first-time impression. Mm-hmm. I didn't have a good first impression. When you get married, it's not going to be people talking about, oh, when they the first day they met, when you die, they're not going to be people talking about, oh, the first time I met them, it's going to be talking about your character. Your first impression may get you in the door, but the content of your character is going to keep you in that room. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be the character you represented yourself when you first met somebody. So, yeah, you don't want to make a bad first impression on purpose, but we're not worried about that. We're worried about you knowing a real me. Yeah. We're, we're worried about you knowing my character, knowing I'm going to go to bat for you. I like that. I'm, I'm, I'm going to stand up for you. Yeah. I'm going to say, hold up, not right now. I'm going to say, oh, I got you on this moment. It's the character of your content that's going to be the representative of you. It's never going to be the first impression. I got you on that. I that's like that. Good I like that. Yeah. What? <laughs> Let me close this up. When the yeah. game, bro. <laughs> Stop that. Yeah. People say life is short. It's not. It's a lie. It's a whole lie. It's a whole damn lie. Life is not short. Life is long as fuck. Mm. If you live it. Live it. I... I'm married to a female who has purchased clothes for everything. And she has clothes for everything, every mm-hmm. event. I don't care if we're going to meet the governor or if we're going to uh, Carolina Chicken and Barbecue on Nine Mile. She has clothes to wear for that. The gym or the press room or the, the boardroom. She has clothes for that. And recently she said to me, I'm just start wearing this shit. Fuck that bad for. I said, I don't know. <laughs> no. She said, I realized I'm I'm buying clothes for a potential. Why don't I wear them? I can't wear this because I'm waiting for you to take me out or for us to go to this specific event. I can wear this now. I brought it to wear it now. I brought it to wear it. Not to wait for a special event. Life mm. is long <laughs> if you live it correctly. Life is long. Stop treating it like it should. Stop treating it like you have to 
burn out quick by 25, by 30. Because when you're 40 and you own nothing because you lived something crazy, you look back and wonder what the fuck happened, shit. Life is long. Make your long time, make your short time goals and get them. But also have long time goals. You can't just have short term goals. You have to have long term goals too. If you get a thousand dollars and you want to spend a thousand dollars, that's fine. But if you get a thousand dollars and you want to spend five hundred and put five hundred away, better. Invest in yourself and understand that this is a long, this is a marathon, not a sprint. Mm. Respect. Hey, yeah, it is. So we're all free. So we all free. Conscious and breathing, bitches. Yes, sir. Let's go again. So y'all ready? Y'all conscious? Y'all breathing? Y'all ready? Y'all ready? We bridging the gap right now. Right, right, right before. Hey. I'm the one know what that's like. I want to do that to you. I ain't making you a cat. I ain't never had that. I'm down, 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 down,